1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, nearly 100 million Americans facing brutally cold
2: temperatures, while people from Texas to Tennessee remain without power from that deadly ice storm. Hundreds of thousands are in the dark as the South begins to thaw out. Plus the forecast that could bring below zero degree temperatures to much of New York state and the potential frost quakes in Boston. CBS's Lilia Luciano is covering the dangerous weather. The resolution is... Congresswoman Ilhan Omar kicked off a major House committee after GOP leaders cite the Democrats widely condemned anti-Israel comments. Alec Murdoch murder trial, a possible motive unveiled in court why prosecutors claim the former prominent attorney killed his wife and son. Synagogue attack, new details about the man charged with trying to firebomb a large synagogue in New Jersey. Eye on America, the effort to save America's largest coral reef. CBS's Manuel Borges takes us there.
3: We'll show you what's happening inside this lab.
2: Plus, eyedrop recall after an over-the-counter brand was linked to vision loss and one death. Bye. The young singer hitting all the right notes on her journey to the Grammy Awards.
1: To explain.
4: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening, and thank you for joining us on this Thursday night. We are coming on the air tonight with some breaking news. We have just learned that the Pentagon is tracking a suspected Chinese spy balloon spotted flying over the United States. President Biden was briefed, fighter jets scrambled, and there was a discussion at the highest levels of our government about shooting it down. Tonight, the big question, what kind of intelligence were the Chinese trying to collect? We're going to have more from the Pentagon in just a moment. Plus, a symbolic and dire warning today from Russia, Russian President Vladimir Putin, as he is renewing threats to use nuclear weapons against the U.S. and Western countries. But first, the dangerous polar vortex that is causing temperatures to plunge across much of the country. Tens of millions of Americans will see some of the coldest conditions in decades. That's right. Wind chill advisories and warnings stretch across 17 states from Montana to New England. Some areas could see feels like temperatures of 50 degrees below zero zero. In the south, hundreds of thousands of homes and businesses remain without power following three days of ice, sleet and snow. At least 11 deaths are being blamed on icy road conditions. CBS's Lilia Luciano is going to start us off tonight from a very cold Minneapolis. Good evening, Lilia.
5: Good evening, Nora, that's right. Minneapolis is bracing for a frigid freeze tonight. The wind chill is going to make it feel like 25 degrees below zero. This as the south finally begins to warm up. Tonight, the south is struggling to recover from an epic ice storm. In West Memphis, Arkansas, a snowplow collided with a semi. In Georgetown, Texas, a tangled mess of power lines and branches. More than 300,000 people across the state are still without power. Austin's mayor warning residents it'll be a while before it's back.
0: It'll be late tomorrow before we have substantially restored power to everyone across the city.
5: And in Dallas, it's day three of darkness for some.
0: We took out some flashlights for tonight. If it doesn't come back on, uh, we started a fireplace.
5: But things are beginning to thaw. I'm Jason Allen in Fort Worth, Texas, where slightly warmer temperatures are starting to turn all that road ice into slush. That slow
3: thaw is helping to improve conditions on the highways around the region as well, making travel easier.
5: Schools will reopen tomorrow. And at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport, only 28 percent of flights were canceled today compared to 75% the day before. As the south melts, the north braces for a blast. It is going to be just brutally cold. Temperatures are expected to plunge below zero in New England. Wind chills could be minus 50 in New Hampshire and Maine by Saturday, the coldest in decades. The city of Boston has already declared a cold emergency for the weekend, and warming centers will be open in at least five states. The extreme temperatures could cause frost quakes, harmless mini earthquakes that can trigger loud booms when underground ice expands, adding pressure to soil and bedrock. The National Weather Service warns frostbite could take under 10 minutes to set in. And the CDC recommends using the avoid spot treat method. Make sure body parts are covered with dry, warm clothing. Look for signs like numbness and seek medical attention as soon as possible if that is necessary. Nora,
2: Lilia Luciano, thank you for your reporting. Well, this blast of Arctic air is going to break records in cities across the Northeast. So let's bring in meteorologist Chris Warren from our partners at the Weather Channel. Good evening, Chris.
3: Good evening, Nora. Conditions are slowly improving across the southern plains. Chance for rain will remain into the evening and overnight hours. Maybe a little bit of a icy mix, but by tomorrow morning, a refreeze could make conditions dangerous once again for morning travel, but warming back up in the afternoon extremely cold temperatures now expected in the northeast blizzard conditions and dangerous wind chills record cold can be expected this weekend with temperatures in the single digits and even below zero in many locations and nora wind chills will feel like they are 20 to almost 50 degrees below zero this weekend
2: chris thank you so much Let's go now to that breaking news because Pentagon officials are telling CBS News tonight they are monitoring a suspected Chinese spy balloon that's been flying at high altitude over the U.S. And this comes just as Secretary of State Antony Blinken is set to meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping next week. CBS's David Martin is following this developing story at the Pentagon. And good evening, David. So, where was this found? Well, on Wednesday, the spy balloon was over Montana which is where some of the silos for intercontinental ballistic missiles are located. President Biden initially wanted to shoot it down and jet fighters scrambled to be in position, but the Pentagon ultimately recommended against it because of the danger of falling debris might pose to people on the ground. So the, the balloon remains over the U.S., flying higher than a commercial airliner, but lower than a satellite, conducting surveillance of what a, an official called sensitive sites. This official added, This has happened before,
4: but never for this long. Nora?
2: Well, a dramatic escalation, David Martin, with that new reporting. Thank you so much. Let's turn now to the murder trial of former South Carolina attorney Alec Murdoch. It took a dramatic turn in court today when the judge ruled that evidence of a possible motive could be introduced by prosecutors. CBS's Scott McFarlane is at the courthouse.
4: Just hours before the murder of his wife Maggie and his son Paul, Alec Murdoch was questioned by a colleague about nearly $800,000 that he was supposed to have handed over from the settlement of a case.
5: I told him that I had reason to believe that he had received the funds himself and that I needed proof that he had not.
4: Today at the murder trial of the former prominent Charleston, South Carolina area attorney, the chief financial officer of Alec Murdoch's firm testified they suspected Murdoch kept the money.
5: We we made him resign,
4: but the jury didn't hear this revelation, at least not yet. It was the judge who listened before deciding whether to allow this confrontation about missing money to be part of the prosecution's case. In court filings, prosecutors indicated they'd argue Murdoch killed his wife and his son to distract from or mask financial crimes that were about to be revealed. Earlier this week, in front of the jury, a family friend identified Alec Murdoch's voice in a video recorded by Murdoch's son, minutes before he and his mother were killed.
3: There's a chicken. Yeah.
4: Even though Alec Murdoch had claimed not to be home at the time. Do you recognize Paul's voice? Yes, sir. you recognize Maggie's voice? Yes, sir. you recognize Alec's voice? Yes, sir. 100%? Yes, sir. The family friend testified he wasn't aware of any problems in Murdoch's finances. You think of any circumstance that you can envision, knowing them as you do, where Alec would brutally murder
0: Paula Magna? Not that I can think of.
4: The jury returns here midday tomorrow when the trial resumes murdoch is part of a famed family legal dynasty in south carolina and his surviving son is on the witness list for the defense nora
2: scott mcfarlane thank you back here in washington there was a heated debate on the house floor this afternoon that included shouting accusations of racism and tears it all took place as republicans voted to kick democratic congresswoman ilhan omar off the foreign affairs committee citing her past comments that many viewed as anti-semitic critics say it was all about revenge cbs's nicole Killen is on capitol hill
6: my voice will get louder and stronger in a stinging rebuke on the house floor i am muslim i am an immigrant and interestingly from africa is anyone surprised that I am being targeted. Minnesota Democrat Ilhan Omar chastised Republicans who voted along party lines to ouster from the Foreign Affairs Committee. The nine-year-old me would be disappointed if I didn't talk about the victims of conflict. I didn't come to Congress to be silent. I came to Congress to be their voice. Republicans pointed to Omar's statements widely condemned as anti-Semitic, bashing congressional support of Israel as grounds for her removal.
0: This is not about silencing anyone. Words matter. Rhetoric matters.
6: Democrats argue the move was political revenge after they booted conservatives Marjorie Taylor Green and Paul Gosar in the last Congress for threatening statements. But now they sit on high-profile committees.
1: I had a member of the Republican caucus threaten my life and you all and the Republican caucus rewarded him.
6: Speaker Kevin McCarthy says it wasn't tit-for-tat.
4: If it was tit-for-tat, we would have picked people, took them off all committees and said nothing about it.
0: <laughs> pull the, pull the gentleman
4: is
6: no longer recognized. The progressive squad member has apologized for her past remarks. She's Congressman scared. Greg Meeks is the ranking member on House Foreign Affairs. Don't agree
7: with everything that she says, uh, but there's a lot of people in Congress I don't agree with, but that should not be grounds of removing her from the committee.
6: Congresswoman Omar can appeal her removal. One of the Republicans who voted against her was New York Congressman George Santos, who just this week recused himself from two committees since he's under several investigations, although some lawmakers are still calling for his resignation. Nora?
2: Nicole Killian with those new developments. Thank you. Well, tonight, a northern New Jersey community is shaken by the deadly shooting of a 30-year-old councilwoman. Police in Sayreville say Eunice Jumfor was found dead in her car with multiple gunshot wounds. Her car had apparently rolled down a hill before crashing into two parked cars. Jumfor, a single mother and Republican, was serving her first term on the borough council. Right, turning now to the war in Ukraine. The world took notice today as Vladimir Putin used a speech celebrating the anniversary of a World War II victory. He issued new threats to America's allies, saying a modern war with Russia will be completely different. We have more now from CBS's Deborah Pata in Ukraine.
7: Vladimir Putin invoking the memory of victory over Nazi Germany and Stalingrad 80 years ago to justify his punishing war against Ukraine today this time it was kramatorsk in the line of fire missiles tore through a residential area rescuers once again combing the rubble for survivors as they worked two more missiles came thundering down nearby Uh, for those living through this war the horror has not let up for nearly a year (laughs) Along a front line that stretches for hundreds of miles, Ukrainian troops are defending against a relentless barrage of artillery. A pressure point, the eastern city of Bakhmut, where Russia is trying to smash through Ukrainian resistance. And in Kharkiv and Chernobyl, Ukrainian forces conducted tank and howitzer drills, readying for a renewed onslaught as the Kremlin tries to reshape the battlefield. Russia is preparing to take revenge, warned President Zelensky, not only against Ukraine, but against Europe and the free world. The country is now bracing itself for a major new offensive that could rival the start of the war. And that offensive, warns Ukraine's defense minister, could begin around 24 February, Nora, which marks one year since Russia invaded this country.
2: We'll be watching Deborah Pata. Thank you so much. We want to turn now to the ocean and the only living coral barrier reef in the continental U.S. Pollution, climate change and disease are threatening the future of the underwater habitat off the Florida Keys. In tonight's Eye on America, CBS's Manuel Bohorcas shows us what's being done to try to save it
3: just off the florida keys lies the world's third largest coral reef once a vibrant habitat for millions of plants and animals but an outbreak of stony coral tissue loss disease threatens to decimate 20 of the 45 species found here including larger reef building corals
0: this disease that's burning through the florida keys is an incredible event that's happening and it's like a wildfire
3: Dr. Andrew Stamper says that endangers Florida's fishing industry and our food supply too.
0: Unfortunately, we do not know exactly what is causing this.
3: In order to save the reef, scientists have moved some species hundreds of miles away to labs like this one in Orlando, a coral Noah's Ark.
0: This essentially is a gene bank, so we're trying to protect the genetics of these corals so that their offspring can ultimately be returned back to the Florida reef track.
3: Jim Kinsler is part of a team of private and public partners operating the Florida Coral Rescue Center. This is a rescue in a real sense.
0: It's truly a rescue. And this is truly the first time many of us have been involved in in rescuing
3: an entire ecosystem. Inside the lab, the work to simulate breeding conditions is both delicate and painstaking. LED lights replicate the sun and moon cycles. Volunteers feed the coral in water treated to mimic their real habitat. Just as delicate is the task of relocating the lab-grown coral to sea. Will this really have an impact out there in the real world? I think it will. Andrew Walker is president of the Fish and Wildlife Foundation of
6: Florida. We think the real challenge is just uh, growing them out to a size that we can test them in those waters, test their disease resistance, and then propagate the successful corals by the hundreds of thousands, literally. A new generation
3: of coral they hope for generations to come. For Eye on America, Manuel Bajorquez, Orlando.
2: All right, a man accused of attempting to firebomb a synagogue is now facing federal arson charges. We'll have the details next.
5: This podcast is supported by FedEx.
8: or text Wondery Pod to 500, 500
2: Tonight, a 26-year-old New Jersey man accused of throwing a Molotov cocktail at a synagogue is being held without bail. Police say they found the same clothing in the suspect's car that he wore during the caught-on-camera firebombing attack. The temple was not badly damaged. CBS News has learned the Justice Department and former Vice President Mike Pence's legal team are in discussions about an FBI visit to his Indiana home to search for additional classified materials. CBS News reported that documents with classified markings were found by a Pence attorney in January. Tonight, a popular brand of eye drops is being recalled. What you need to know, that's next. There's a voluntary recall tonight of eye drops that may be linked to blinding infections and even one death. Health officials say at least five people have lost their vision after using EsriCare artificial tears. Dozens of people in 12 states came down with a bacterial infection that is highly resistant to antibiotics. The eye drops were sold on Amazon and at Walmart, among other stores. A young musician with an old soul. That's what people are saying about this two-time Grammy nominee. You'll meet her next.
1: Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door.
2: The biggest night in music is fast approaching, and one young star is being credited with bringing jazz to a new generation. Here's CBS's Michelle Miller. Don't bother to explain. From her first
3: note, you can hear Sarah Vaughn and Ella Fitzgerald. But at 23, Samara Joy is a jazz phenom all her own. And I know the score. Before you actually
1: sang here, had you been in a jazz club before? I had not. Really? Never. Never. I I guess I wasn't old enough. But.
3: Joy is bringing jazz to a new generation on social media.
1: I get misty. You know, people come up to me and it's just like, emotionally, it's like it, this affected me. I didn't know voices like this existed anymore, that kind of thing, so people are very positive and uplifting whenever they talk about how my music impacts them.
3: She now has two Grammy nominations for Best New Artist and Best Jazz Vocal Album.
1: Where were you when you heard you got the Grammy nod? I was on Amtrak. I was in a quiet car, and I Ooh, remember the quiet car girl. <laughs> you screamed silently, screaming silently, silently until I got off the train. It's a Grammy <laughs> it just feels really surreal. I can't believe it. I get to be an ambassador for the music that I love. Michelle Miller, CBS News, New York. And remember, you can watch the
2: 65th Annual Grammy Awards this Sunday night at 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, right here on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app